are now tuned in to Trust the Scoop with your host, Philip Dukes, a.k.a. Dukes the Scoop. Yo, welcome to the latest edition, episode five of Trust the Scoop. I'm your host, Philip Dukes, a.k.a. Dukes the Scoop. Follow me on Instagram at Dukes the Scoop. Also follow me on Twitter at Dukes the Scoop and on Facebook at Philip Dukes. All right. Oh, before I go any further, this episode has been sponsored by Auburn Legends. So this hat I got on, the Run AUB in the form of the Run DMC type deal. That's where the only place you can go get that. So make sure you go over to Instagram at Auburn Legends. Check those guys out. Some good friends of mine. They actually sponsored the show. So shout out to them. Um, it's been some people asking about, you know, how they can sponsor the show or how they can help. So on my Twitter later on, I think I'm gonna put my cash app up and uh, any guy, anything you guys want to do, just let me know. You send it, send it, send your Twitter handle in the subject or send whoever, wherever I know you from. And, uh, man, I appreciate it. Uh, last night I went live and people were like, man, dudes, like you keep giving stuff away and, you know, I know it costs for your podcast to be engineered and you put together a pretty good show. So, uh, we want to help. And, you know, at first I was like, man, I don't want to do that. But, you know, just thinking about it, uh, I had a guy DM me and was just like, hey, man, you know, uh, you know, just take care of your costs. Like, you know, you still have to pay for shipping this stuff out, you know. So, you know, anybody that wants to help, go ahead and uh, we appreciate it. So let's get into it. Now, before I get into the recruiting and before I get into the whole uh, what happened in practice, we got a re- we got a recap from last week. Right. So. I get J.K.M. on, a.k.a. Dagon. What's up, Cam? I get J.K.M. on, and uh, we get to talking about the 014, and we're talking about best dress, right? So I, I give them two names. All right, Ben Grubbs, Rose Green. Now, a lot of people, you know, like best dress from that back in our day would have been like, oh, okay, Joe Walkins or uh, Ben Grubbs. But I was talking about the 014 because Joe was gone. What up, J-Dub? J- Grade A-Dub, for real. But, uh. Yeah, so I asked him, Jay Cam comes with a haymaker like, oh, yeah, well, it had to be Junior Rose Green because uh, he was stealing everybody's clothes. I was like, golly, Cam going to do it like that? <laughs> I ain't I ain't know. Man, look, so, man, Jay Cam usually don't say a whole lot of stuff like that, so it shocked me. You know, he's really mild-mannered, you know, nice guy, right? But he really had to feel some kind of way about them button downs for him to bring that up. 15 years later. All right. The funniest part about the whole deal is Rose Green responding. Man, Rose Green was mad as hell. <laughs> now, hold on. I'm, I'm Listen, this is may not be safe for work. Please listen to this. This, this is what Rose Green sent me after he saw it. Jason Kimber, motherfucking lie. How the fuck I'm going to steal somebody's clothes, nigga, and we 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 get money. How the fuck I'ma steal somebody's clothes? What kind of shit is that? I don't wear nothing these country niggas wear. I used to wear linen suits. So how the fuck I'ma wear his clothes and steal their clothes? That bitch is a liar. I can't wait to talk to that bitch. I'ma cuss that little little stuttering talking motherfucker. Out. So, uh, I think it goes without saying that uh, Junior Rose Green would like to refute that account. <laughs> So now I already talked, man. So after he, you know, we talked for about, man, me and Rose Green talked for about maybe about 30 minutes, you know, just kicking and catching up. So I told him, come on the show and, and give your side of the story. And uh, right after that, 
Rose go on my Instagram at Duke Scoop. He goes on my Instagram. He's like, he goes under the clip and he's like, J Cam, stop lying before I knock you out. So, you know, J Cam, like, we joking, right? <clears throat> but kind of like that laughing but very serious type deal, right? All right, cool. So, J Cam is funny. J Cam comes back and says, LOL, what about my button ups? <laughs> so, Rose Green to be the next show. Uh, we got the Sean Davis lined up. We got some more guys. Man, I talked to Los Dance. But I talked to a lot of people that uh, we'll be getting on soon. So, definitely excited about where we're going as far as the interviews and get, kind of giving you guys some of that real, that, that real behind the scenes type type deal. Because a lot of people don't know, and we're gonna talk about this on the Rose Green show. The biggest hit Rose Green had in college wasn't on Reggie Brown. It's um, it was against a player that was on Auburn's team in practice. We're going to talk about that. But trust me, what happened to Reggie Brown was nothing compared to what I saw. And the only way I got to see this because of the clips, the videos they used to get out of practice. But trust me, mm, crazy. All right, so let's get down into it. Y'all want to go recruiting or you want to go practice first? Hmm. Nobody said anything because I think I'm by myself. All right. All right, let's go on to um, let's go on to practice. Let's go on to practice. No, no, no. You know what? I know what y'all are here for. Y'all, y'all want to get the recruiting those, right? All right. So, mm, yeah. All right, we'll do it. So, um, we talked. Uh, I got on live. I got on Twitter. You know, I do a lot of things on Twitter: giveaways, go live, all that type of stuff. So we live on Twitter, and um, I said I got a phone call, and I had to re-record my show, which I did, and. So I said, okay, big news. It's kind of good. I got to confirm. So I wasn't able to confirm exactly who, but there will be, there are, well, let me say this. As of right now, there are multiple highly ranked recruits trying to plan a weekend in Auburn. The same way that Georgia has been having, the LSU has been having, the same thing is in the works for Auburn, and it's the players doing it, which is a very, very good sign that players are talking to each other about Hey, we potentially may want to go to Auburn. Let's go see it together. Let's go see how it is on a Saturday. So you got some guys that are playing on Saturday. So it's kind of been hard. But for what I'm hearing, there's going to be a, a few guys that want to get to Auburn, which is huge news because, as we know, Auburn's biggest draw is the family atmosphere. When I'm able to release names, I will. But just know that, man, whatever recruiting that we're doing as Auburn or whatever recruiting or whatever they're doing, they're making guys want to see the campus. And – um I think that's a huge deal because that's the biggest draw that we have. So I'm very excited about the prospects of certain high-level prospects. And I may talk about them today. You may hear a name. I can't say. I won't say. But what I will say is that uh, that there have been a lot of talks about that coming up. So uh, it's really a good sign for Auburn. All right. So I said there was going to be a little bit of bad news. Um, It's not – and it's not like that that nobody knows. I mean, so Amarius Mims is probably not coming to Auburn. I mean – we all kind of knew that. I think that I was always just saying what I was hearing from around the program. I wouldn't say I heard it from who or what I heard, but I have said that, you know, Auburn was doing a really good job and made an impression. But I think that uh, <clears throat> from what I'm hearing, it's like Georgia, his mom is like in love with Georgia. And I think, you know, I think his dad likes Auburn, but I think, you know, the family goes with the matriarchs for what I'm hearing. They said that – uh. It's kind of a Georgia-Tennessee thing right now. Uh, Auburn, you know, Auburn, Auburn hasn't stopped recruiting him, but I think that uh, the amount of time that he's spending at other schools at this point 
isn't really an indicator of like not the school he goes to the most may not be the place that he ends up as we saw with like the George Pickens type deal. But I just think that um, right now from what I'm hearing from multiple sources uh, that are around the situation, yeah, I think that Auburn is running a distant third right now and it's a really hotly contested battle with uh, Georgia and Tennessee. All right, for some better news, we can go to Kool-Aid, Quincy McKinstry. And uh, I'm hearing that Auburn is still sitting really, really strong with him. A lot of people thought that he was going to commit sooner or uh, a couple weeks ago. He didn't. I think that um, Bama is still working him super hard. Um, LSU is still working him hard. But I think that Auburn still sits in the best position. A lot of people thought it was a done deal, and you saw a flurry of crystal balls. And I think that even with him throwing some people off, and there have been a lot of people around him saying stuff that he hasn't said. So a lot of people are reporting stuff, and I've seen other, I've seen websites and message boards where they're saying, okay, well, he said this. No, he didn't. I'm saying this because I, I, I factually know that he didn't say he was committing on this day. This is what people reading the tea leaves around him. So it's not like it was a blown commitment, like an inch, like a silent commit. It wasn't. Um, <clears throat> but I think the Auburn sits in a really, really good spot, uh, especially with the basketball program going where they are. Uh, if you look at the, at the two, and just look at it. Like, if you look at the best basketball program of his top three schools, it's hands down Auburn. The trajectory that Auburn is on, the way they've recruited, being able to play with a Sharif Cooper and a Devin Cambridge, like young guys who have a lot of things going for themselves, who and uh, the hype of a five star. And you got to think, Sharif Cooper's pops is probably one of the newest and hottest sports agents out there on, in the field right now. And his first recruit is Isaac Okoro. So what I'm thinking is, where would I want to go play to get? league recognition if I want to have the opportunity to be a Charlie a Charlie Ward type guy. NBA and NFL. If you can do it at the college level, if he wants to develop and if Bruce Pearl is taking him as taking him as seriously as he is taking him, then he probably has those same prospects. So I think there's no better place for him than to come to Auburn. High level competition, high level program and, and, and their, the development, and now we're starting to put, like, we're going to have multiple first-rounders for the first time and who knows when. So, back-to-back years, I'm saying. So, <clears throat> I don't think uh, it's going to stop anytime soon. I think that only does well to help us get to where we want to go with Jaquincy, Kool-Aid, McKinstry. So, that is some good news. Smile Munden. So, in the case of Smile Munden, uh, some, uh, he had a really good game last week, but the craziest part about it is about that game, and you can see the game on YouTube. From what I'm hearing, he was only running at about 65 to 70%. So he had some uh, issue with his knee early on, maybe some tendonitis or something like that from what I'm hearing. And, uh, yeah, man, he was only running at like 70%. That guy is a sideline to sideline. And I know if he would have been 100% a couple of those runs, like I think he had like a 24-yarder or something like that, would have been a touchdown just from seeing how close I've been to the situation and how closely I've been monitoring it and understand, like, and looking and saying, like, okay, this doesn't look – he doesn't look all the way right yet. And they're still ranting and raving about the performance. So, um, right now I still think that UGA is slightly in the lead. I think that Auburn, and I would say it was a 1A, 1B, and if you ask the next person, they'll say that it's Auburn in Georgia. I think Tennessee, um, Brian Niedermeyer is still doing everything he can to try to get him. I heard that he's developing a good relationship with Glenn Schumann, the inside linebackers coach at Georgia. Maybe he's inside or outside. I can't remember which one he is, but definitely the linebackers coach at Georgia that he's developing a good relationship with. 
And uh, from talking to other recruits, he doesn't talk to a whole lot of recruits. I think he developed a pretty cool relationship with uh, Kamar Wilcoxon when uh, he was committed to Tennessee. But since he's been at Florida, I think the uh, communication hasn't been there. I do know um, – so I got some people that are really close to Miles Campbell, uh, Tennessee tight end commit. I think he goes to South Paulding, and people were saying that he was trying to recruit uh, Smile as well. But um, <clears throat> from what I'm hearing, it's definitely uh, one of those situations where it could come down to the wire. And I just – and as people have been saying the whole time, man, you just never count out T-Will. Sometimes it – I mean, you know – it could be an Owen Papo situation or it could be a Trent Simpson situation. So you just have to wait it out and see. But I'm really excited about where we sit with him. And I'm really, really excited about our line, about our linebacker room as a whole. So definitely, uh, good signs and I'm excited about that. Scooby. So I'm hearing that Scooby wants to see the University of Florida. So I don't know how that will work with his football schedule, but people around the situation, I've have heard that he would like to visit. There the same way and in the same way that other schools have been hosting players without hosting players and uh, and I think the only rule is that you can't have any contact with the coaching staff but there's nothing wrong with visiting uh, the campus itself so I did hear that he would like to get down there but um, I'm also hearing that he's still super super high on uh, Auburn and uh, it's better and I and I think the proximity is really really a good thing for Auburn especially with his family being um, his dad I mean, excuse me his mom being an uh, Auburn fan I think that really bodes well for us so uh, definitely uh, something to monitor but I think that we still sit in the best position for him and I think the crystal balls will end up being right on that guy so we can talk about a trio of commits to other schools so that'll be Dylan Brooks Rock Taylor and Kendrick Breedlove the First two are committed to University of Tennessee. The last is a cornerback that's committed to Ole Miss out of Pearl Cone in Nashville. I think that it's going to be hard to flip any of these guys. I think Rock Taylor is our best shot. And uh, once again, don't kill me. Don't shoot the messenger. But from what I'm hearing, it's going to be really hard for us to get Dylan Brooks um, a solid commit. I think that he would like to come. I think the only thing is we just got a late start. And I think that this is one of the years that maybe Auburn could have adapted better early on when we didn't, when we knew that we weren't going to get that extra evaluation period when it comes to uh, camps. So I think that uh, Auburn kind of got in a little bit late, but I think that the work they did on some of the other prospects paid off. So I think we'll be fine. Uh, I think Rock Taylor is the most likely he's having a good season. I, I saw the first game, and so I heard he's having a pretty good season so far. Uh, Breed Love, super fast guy. I'm not sure if they play. I didn't get a chance to check him out, but definitely a guy to keep your eyes on because I am here in Auburn. is still recruiting him really, really hard. I think that he just feels a kind of way about when he start when, when Auburn kind of mashed the gas on him, so to speak. Um, also, I feel like Ian Jackson is in that same mold where if Auburn would have got in early – he would have been a commit, but I'm also hearing that, you know, based on the need at linebacker, if you have an opportunity versus Smile Monday versus Ian Jackson, then you only need one linebacker or two at the most. Uh, I think they went with who they had the most information on at the time. But uh, I'm hearing he's still being recruited hard. Um, uh, I heard he had a pretty decent game against Auburn. I think probably will play Auburn uh, maybe a week or two ago, maybe last week. I heard he had a pretty decent game. Uh, I saw on Twitter where he made a pretty good uh, uh, open field tackle on special teams, running down like a bullet. So, and shout out to him. 
Isaiah Johnson is a name that a lot of people may not know in our in the Auburn circle, but I have he's a corner four star cornerback out of Bluefield, West Virginia. He is currently committed to Arizona State, and it was an Arizona State USC battle, uh, Southern California. He actually moved to California before they found out they wouldn't be playing football. And a, a source close to the situation let me know that he's very, very interested in Auburn. Uh, I think they have some mutual contact. Not sure how much of that goes on, but late in the game, uh, his they, they're saying his family is thinking about moving back to this side of the country. So uh, he's uh, looking at SEC schools, and Auburn is one that uh, he would like to hear more from. I'm not sure if he has an offer. I know he has a UGA offer. I know he had uh, a UGA, a Tennessee. Those two I definitely know. So uh, it's be, it'll be interesting, just something to watch to see if Auburn gets in that game and see and to see if they start recruiting, uh, if they match the gas on Isaiah Johnson. Uh, in the case of Diego Pounds, he's somebody that Auburn is still recruiting very hard. Uh, and I wouldn't count Auburn out So right now uh, between Jack Bicknell and Rodney Garner, him being a North Carolina guy. I think that's uh, Garner's area. I think that's something that, when the crystal ball came out, I think a lot of people just said that, okay, well, he's not going because they saw a crystal ball. Uh, and the crystal ball is for Penn State. But um, I think it's something that you can't count Auburn out on, especially with uh, the feeling that I think uh, about Amarius Mims. I think that they are going to amp up some of their efforts with other guys. And I'm not sure if it could be a Jack Tucker who's committed to Texas Tech. You got Diego Pounds. A lot of people are still saying Rod Orr or, uh, Ravia, or Ray Crum, Ravion Crum. But I think that Diego Pounds is probably, right now in his development, he's probably the best of the bunch. Uh, Jack Tucker's pretty good, too. That's just something to pay attention to. But uh, I think the communication is still strong there. So it's, Diego Pounds is somebody that I wouldn't count out, even though the crystal ball went to Penn State. Uh, he hasn't committed yet, and Penn State is probably further to it's probably further away than Auburn is. And I did hear that uh, proximity wasn't a big deal, so – so with the UNCs of the world, that still kind of bows heavy, bows better in our favor. Speaking of USC, oh excuse me, UNC, flip over to uh, NC State where Jabril McNeil, the linebacker Buck prospect out of North Carolina, his brother plays. But I think Auburn is very interested in him playing a Buck. Uh, he's been in communication. I think that is another guy to watch um, right now. To see if I'm not sure how the board sits for Auburn, if he's above Jamori Robinson or if he's below him, but I think both of those two guys that they feel they can be in the mold on Buck. So definitely another situation to watch. All right. Oh, and uh, I did hear that uh, two linebackers to watch for Auburn are still going to be Trevin Wallace. Um, right now, he's currently committed to Boston College. Uh, had a hell of a game the other night. Uh, Lee County versus Hart County, I think. Not sure if if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. And uh, Bryce Steele currently committed to South Carolina, another guy. So uh, just two names to watch. Uh, but I do think the size and speed of Trevor Wallace would look really, really good in orange and blue. So uh, last year he didn't get a whole lot of tape. He only played four games. So with him uh, this year he came, I think he had almost like 10 or 11 tackles first game all over the field. So definitely a guy I think that will rise in the rankings. I heard Oklahoma is on really, really hard and that a lot of schools are starting to pick up uh, the effort. So he's one of those guys that we should continue to watch. All right, that's the recruiting report. Let's get into practice. The Worm Show. So everybody saw the video. They saw uh, Worm take 80 yards, six. Everybody's so excited. I heard that's been happening a lot more than it's been reported. 
I'm hearing that Sean Shivers is really putting himself in position to be the guy to get the first carry of the season for Auburn. A lot. And I think and it, it wouldn't be the first time, but I think that they're really going to give him an opportunity just to get the ball out of the backfield and not that jet sweep type stuff that we've seen in the past. But I think there is going to be an emphasis on getting him the ball from what I'm hearing, like in space, making the defender make a decision. Are you going to tackle him? Or are you going to rush him? Are you going to get your head popped off? Or are you going to get juked? Or are you going to get ran by? And I think those are all of the things that Sean Shivers makes you think about when you see him in space. So I'm really excited about him. Tank Bigsby has been catching the ball really well from what I'm hearing. He's a guy that I, I don't think he's a red shirt candidate at this point. I think that it could be one of the best one, two, three punches that we've seen in Auburn history when you think of Shivers, Tank Bigsby, and last but not least, Mark Anthony Richards, who they say has been setting, uh, setting practice field on fire lately. Um, I think that uh, DJ Williams, who, who who did really well for us last year, uh, he just he was just kind of behind the eight ball because he got he didn't get to get into some of the workouts until later uh, for undisclosed reasons. But I think that man, when you like include him plus a Harold Joiner. Auburn probably has one of the deepest running back rooms in the SEC. And we're not just talking about rankings and stars. We're talking about what people have really done on the field and have actually played. So definitely excited about the running back room. Another room to be really, really excited about is the wide receiver room. I heard that Kobe Hudson has been doing really well. Uh, they said uh, Xavion Capers uh, struggled with drops early on from what I'm hearing. But they say he corrected that ASAP, and they said that he looks really good as well. So excited about the wide receiver room. The linebacker room, say, uh, I'm hearing Owen Papo looks like he may be the next in the line of great Auburn linebackers. But not far behind him, which is more surprising, is that Kobe McClain is, uh, is looking like an NFL draft pick from what I'm hearing. So that linebacker room is something else to be really, really excited about With when you consider K.J. Britt, who's up for the buckets. Then you've got Owen Papo flanking him, plus is a Kobe McClain, who could start at any school in the SEC. He's just playing behind probably the best returning linebacker in the SEC. So, I mean, what, I mean, it, 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 what can you do, right? <clears throat> so, definitely, uh, definitely excited. Very, very excited about the prospects of what's going on in practice. I'm hearing that T.D. Moultrie has really taken this last season that he has very, very seriously. And uh, he's been pushing Derek Hall for that starting spot. I think that we're going to see a rotation. Uh, Derek Hall may be the first person that we see at the book, but I think that it may be almost like a running back type deal that whoever's the hot hand is going to play the most. So I'm excited about having that multiplicity on the line and having different people that can uh, get in and rush the passer. And especially when you can put both of them on the field at the same time and then slide Big Cat or Handy or anybody else on the inside and then play like the rabbit package, I think they call it. So uh, definitely excited about that. And, um, they said smoke tag somebody. They say smoke tag somebody. Like, say the secondary did not come to play this year. They said somebody got hit hard and they said it was smoke. So, man, I'm just really, really excited about where we're going right now. I'm excited about Trust the Scoop. You got some big announcements coming. You're going to see more content coming from me. Uh, I can't wait to get Rose Green on the phone. I mean, on, on the interview. Now, we're going to talk to Rose Green live. And uh, Deshaun Davis right after that. We got Carlos Dansby lined up. We got a, a lot of all, former Auburn legends that are ready to come on. And speaking of Auburn legends, make sure you go get your hat on Instagram. I like how that looks. Pretty cool, right? All right, but until the next time, this is Trust the Scoop. I'm your man, Philip Dukes. Make sure you hit me on Instagram, at Dukes the Scoop, on Twitter, at Dukes the Scoop, and on Facebook, at Philip Dukes. And like I said, if you would like to contribute to Dukes the Scoop, um, 
My cash app is dollar sign Philip says thanks. Philip with two L, two L's. P H I L L I P S A Y S T H A N K S. If you want to contribute, make a donation, I appreciate it because I do have to pay the engineer, which I wasn't even thinking about. But I was like, hey, yeah, I probably, I, I could do that at least. So, hey, man, until next time, man, love y'all to death, War Eagle.